Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to yield deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly grateful to have you here. Welcome to Unedited. Happy Friday. I hope you're having an amazing day. And if not, I hope that this episode will help you remember that rejoicing is a choice and rejoicing is a pathway to joy in our lives, no matter what we're facing. Today, I am going to talk very simply about the choice to rejoice this morning. Uh, While I was getting ready, actually, I just felt to open my Bible, and I opened to Psalm 43. And in Psalm 43, 4, David writes and says, Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God, my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. These verses really are just such a picture of the roller coaster that David's emotions often took him on. But he was so honest and so vulnerable with God. And I just love how he says, God, my exceeding joy. And I can tell you, God has been my exceeding joy in this life. When there's been nothing else to be joyful in, God has been my joy. And in another spot, David writes and says in Psalm 118, 24, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We can probably all quote that verse. And up until a few months ago, I don't think I'd ever really looked up what those words meant. Rejoice and be glad. And be glad has such an incredible definition. It's number 1523 in Hebrews. And it means to go round and about. Okay, not that exciting. But then it says this, be excited to levity. We can be excited to levity today. We choose to be glad in today. And levity is humor or frivolity, especially the treatment of a serious matter with humor or in a manner lacking due respect. So he says, I'm going to be excited to the point of humor. I'm going to treat serious matters with humor. I'm going to be excited to this day. That's pretty incredible. And I'm not, you know, with this definition, it says a man or lacking due respect. I am not recommending disrespect. But I think we can be excited for this day, no matter what we are dealing with in our personal lives. And in one sense, that shows disrespect to our problems. It reminds our problems that they're smaller than our God. Our God is bigger. Our God is in control. And we choose to rejoice and be glad in this day. Because God made it. 
and he made us for it and we're alive in it and he has a plan for it we choose to rejoice in this day and this is one of the major paradoxes of christianity we rejoice in the face of hardship and issues and god gives us joy which is our strength when we shouldn't naturally have any joy And that's because God is our exceeding joy. And in his presence is fullness of joy. Our joy is not in circumstances. It's not in perfection, our own perfection. It's not in possessions. It's not in ease and comfort. But our joy has a source in the presence of God and in God himself. Today, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. In lieu of an unedited journal entry, I have felt to share just a tiny piece of the rough draft of a book I am working on called Overflow. It is about joy and sorrow and how they work together, how we walk through life holding hand with hands with joy on one side and sorrow on the other. And this is just a very small piece of a chapter called Mix It Up. And so today's unedited book entry, Rejoice in All Things. Rejoice in All Things. Rejoicing is the first principle of cultivating joy in sorrow. Rejoice according to Strong's Concordance is number 5463 to be cheerful, i.e. calmly happy or well off. Brown Drivers Briggs defines it as rejoice, be glad. Rejoicing is a command of scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice evermore. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We often feel the following sentiment expressed by Francis Chan, Rejoicing sounds too happy to be a command. But in spite of it sounding too happy to be a command, these verses are absolute imperative statements. In the latter verse, Paul does not just give the instruction once and move on. He adds the reiteration of the command for the sake of emphasis. Rejoice in the Lord always, and just in case you didn't catch it the first time, again I say rejoice. Notice that Paul did not write, feel joyful, and again I say feel joyful. The command is not to create joy or joyful feelings, but to rejoice in truth, celebrate the goodness of God, and to choose to be glad in spite of what may be going on around us. Paul didn't write this instruction in ideal circumstances, but rather he wrote Philippians while on house arrest near the end of his arduous life. We know from many phrases in the Pauline epistles that he was a man who faced incredible affliction, writing things like, we were troubled on every side, without were fightings, within were fears, and in so much that we despaired of life. Paul certainly did not always feel joyful, but rather chose to rejoice even while experiencing sorrow. In 2 Corinthians 6.10, Paul is listing things that validate his ministry in the eyes of others and says, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Or as New Living Translation puts it, our hearts ache, but always have joy. 
Paul had learned that rejoicing was a decision and that rejoicing brought true joy into his life. In scripture, many times rejoice is used in times where celebrating and gladness would be natural, but many other times it is used when the natural inclination would be quite the opposite. Rejoicing is a choice to confess and focus on the goodness of God over the badness of life. Rejoicing is the decision you make when you don't feel joyful and the outlook is grim. Rejoicing is a choice to display joyful actions. Rejoicing is a pathway we walk to joy. Rejoicing is not an emotion to feel, but a command to be obeyed. Rejoicing may in fact involve little to no feelings. It is not a result of feelings of joy, but rather the act of rejoicing that produces feelings of joy. Joy is on the other side of that obedient gladness. Rejoicing cultivates joy. Scripture has several specific commands to rejoice in times of suffering and trial. James 1-2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. New Living says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Matthew 5, 11-12 says, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Acts 5, 41, And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Colossians 1, 24, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's affliction for his body, that is, the church. 1 Peter 4.13 Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And 1 Peter 1.6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Joy is cultivated by rejoicing. Rejoicing looks a lot like celebrating, and we can rejoice in practical ways like singing, smiling, and laughing, which leads me to the next few aspects of cultivating joy. That again is a little rough draft, little segment out of the book Overflow, which by the grace of God, I will have finished by October 1st. Today, just a very, very simple reminder to choose to rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be exceeding glad in it. Smile, laugh, celebrate with God and others, worship, praise him. He is so good no matter what we might be facing. What a God. I'm so, so, so excited and he is truly my exceeding joy. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's 
entry, you can visit megunedited.com. I will say there is no handwritten version of this entry. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 joyful, rejoicing Friday.